Welcome to the Deb and Kev podcast. One is a Harvard Business School alum. The other is her son, discussing business, pop culture, family, and everything in between. Now, here are your hosts, Deb and Kev. Hey, hi, hello, and welcome to the Deb and Kev podcast. Over there, under a watchful eye, the FBI raided her office, and they even broke into her safe. It's my mom, Deb. I'm Deb. And that makes me the co-worker who puts his hands up and says, I just work here. I'm her son, Kev, and this is our podcast. On today's show, we have so much to get to. We'll, we'll talk about the passing of Olivia Newton-John. We'll talk about the bodies that keep coming to life pun intended, at Lake Mead. We have a manhunt in our own backyard, and we have a smorgasbord of other anecdotal stuff to get to. But before any of that, Deb, let me give you your kudos. Okay. As we sit here right now in the present, Deb, you've cleaned the office for the first time, and I want to say (laughs) two years of having done this podcast. It looks immaculate. Okay, so it was not two years. Some saying (laughs) it was more than two years. Is the office two years old? Yes. Okay, so... Over. So I am a messy desk person. Very. Kevin is a clean desk person. Though, I will say though, my desk right now is better than Kevin's. I mean... No. Yeah, because... Factually not true. Wait, have you used glass plus I just gave her a compliment, and what does she try to do? She takes the compliment and tries (laughs) to turn it into a diss at me. Okay, here's The first time she uses glass plus, she's like, am am I better than everybody? (laughs) That's how it made me feel. So I was given instructions, a big suggestion last night. Yep. Mom, before this house guest arrives, could you please... Please. No, I believe it was Clean this. up your desk. Hey, Deb, would you mind cleaning up that garbage pile? I mean, that S-show. I mean, that dumpster. I mean, your desk, please. Yeah. So. Because this office is used for you and I. It is a communal workspace. <laughs> and your and your trash finds its way like a mold just ever growing <laughs> all across this office. Mm-hmm. And so. Whenever I can find an excuse to get Deb to do something that benefits me and unbeknownst to her benefits her, yep. I have to strike while the iron's hot. And I will say this, you were on the phone, you were conducting business, and you were simultaneously cleaning up this office to the likes of which has not been seen since it became an office. So I mean, I take think I did the compliment no, because it is sincere. Here's the thing for people my age, people need to remember this. Like You're forgetful. No, no, no. It's getting rid of the paper. I don't need to keep paper anymore under any circumstances. So as you can see, there's a giant pile of paper by the shredder that I need to shred. That's basically what was all on the desk. I don't even know why I opened some of these things anymore. I should just take them straight to the shredder. One of the things that I like is I can... Except I did find checks, by the way. I can organize, finger quotes, organize with the best of them, which really means just putting things in a neat pile. Right. And as I look around more, I realize that things are in a neat pile, but maybe some are under a chair. <laughs> maybe some are tucked in that little box. But here's what here's what I don't care. How does I, it look? I don't care. <laughs> it looks great. Also, too, people have been sending me some nice little notes and cards. And, you know, under our current condition, I like holding on to them 
a little longer. Do you know what I mean? So I'm kind of decorating things. Not really decorating, nope, but... bad bad word. Definitely not decorating. I'm, I'm just kind of leaving things leaving where things. I found them. I want to touch them again. I want to read them again. Hey, we're under stressful times here. But the request was to clean off my desk, and I went way further than that. I did you the desk. hit the brief. No, that wasn't the request. The request was to clean your side <laughs> of the office. Like two kids growing up in a two-bedroom, one-bath home or yeah. a duct tape right down the middle. Yeah. My side, clean and orderly. Deb's side, the creative mind. <laughs> you know, it's that saying, you know, uh, your desk is indicative of your mind. So if it's like filled with junk, that's how you think. But then somebody says, yeah, but what is a clean desk? There's nothing in there. Something like that that I did a horrible job of explaining. Deb's desk was just overflowing with, with creativity. Stuff. Yeah. With creativity. Totally. I or will bills. tell you this. If and everything is like on auto bill, but I just have to look at it again apparently. Yeah. Um, but I I have this thing and if the desk is if there's nothing on the desk, then I say to myself, why do I sit down? Why ever even go because in there? Because it's a desk and now you can write on stuff. You can <laughs> yeah. open your laptop computer. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need yeah. to have an emergency kit nearby yeah. should you try to conduct business on your desk yeah. for fear of a thousand paper cuts. Possibly, maybe. I have to admit it looks pretty darn good. It looks amazing. It looks fantastic. Thank you for the compliment, honey. It's worth it. Oh, good. It's good. worth the compliment. But you, I mean, it was like, okay, so tell the real truth. Dad and I were sitting outside on the deck last night. Dad and you were sitting outside <laughs> on the deck. Mom, mid-tears, having an crying. emotional conversation with Dad. And I walk up and I think, she's baiting you to not clean this desk. I'm baiting she, you. She knew what you were doing. She not knew true. her name was being called. And she said, work up these tears. Get these tears going because he can't possibly ask you. And I just come out hot. I said, hey, I don't care that you're crying. You did. You need to take care of your stuff. And these tears aren't going to get you out of it. Yeah. You were pretty firm with me. With a jovial attitude. You no, know, you were darling. And then dad looked at me and said, he kissed my hand and he said, I think you're in trouble. You better go clean yeah, your desk. It's true. Yeah. Yoga update. I have gone oh. to three yoga classes, okay? Three classes all on my lunch break. I've had three different instructors. Now, we got into the fact that my first yoga class, I thought I did pretty well with. You did. Yoga you did. class number one, well within my comfort zone. What well, was our word that we, we, the final pose? Well, I called it Shavasana and we were told that it's not Shavasana, it's Savasana. Okay. So I don't think savasana. that's the case. I don't know. She's a yoga instructor. But I don't know. Said it. Yogi. Yeah. Anyways, I thought, Kev, you haven't done yoga in years and you yeah. came back gangbusters. You did so yeah. flipping good. They're probably going to ask you to be an instructor. Probably soon. downward dog all the way. Classes two and three. Yeah. Now, with same time of day. Have you ever seen a special needs kid <laughs> on ice skates on the sidewalk? Because that's what I was like. Oh, my God. These poses, I assumed these were like light introductory courses. And they're pulling off stuff on one leg, fully extended, leg back, warrior three, half moon. I don't know how my Achilles, my calf, <laughs> and my knee are still attached to one another. But wait a minute. This is why my question is... So did you go to the same class the same time? Yep, all during my lunch. So are you saying that one was entirely different than the other? Three different instructors, three different classes, all at the same time. Class one made me feel real good about myself. Beginner. Let's call it beginner. No, I don't think it was beginner. I think it was intermediate. 
classes two and three, I think they would also tell you it was intermediate, except my body was like, what God mode level are we on right now? How can human beings possibly do this? And here's what's even more disheartening. I I do this predominantly with other men, actually. It's majority men who are in this afternoon class. And they're very much older than me. I would say they're all in their 50s, some are in their 60s. Some very clearly out of shape, using yoga to get back into shape, Mm -hmm. elongating those muscles, coming to terms with their new body, whatever it is. But then there's other guys who I look at and I think, oh, they can't possibly do anything and make me eat my words immediately because they do everything. But tell us why just looking at them that you don't think they can do anything. Because I'm just looking at them. (laughs) Well, I mean like... Are they chubby? Are they all the too reasons, muscular? Are they out all of the shape? reasons you would think somebody wouldn't be able to do ah. something short of missing limbs? <laughs> that's what I would say. I okay. look at all of them and I think like, watch me work this dude on down dog. Yeah. I'm going to down this dog so much better than these guys. And they look up at me like, uh, first time walking kid. <laughs> like they put me absolutely in the corner. They have no time for me because they're like who is this new baby fawn who has no earthly idea what he's doing with his body? Well, I was just going to say you're like a baby giraffe to them. Yeah. Here's what also happens. You know me. I'm not a sweaty human being. I don't sweat. No. Besides doing a podcast in this office in the afternoon, I do not sweat. Drenched. Pouring sweat. What? I can't keep my hands on the mat for fear that they're going to slide out from underneath me and I'm going to bash my head on the mat or the hardwood floor and get a concussion in the middle of yoga. We need to give you uh, Botox injections in your hands. Well, maybe your it's whole everywhere. body. No, it's, yeah. it's, it's my hands. It's my forearms. It's my head. It's everything. I am sweating profusely to the likes of which I do not sweat. But here's the other cool, fun thing that seems to be happening. My very first class, the instructor, super nice, did all the same routines. And, and I would say she fell in the same category that I put these other guys, which is I question whether or not she can do any of this stuff. She can do it all perfectly. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's what we think of as fit, and mm-hmm. then there's what's really fit, right? right? And there's right. this old saying, do you know what the difference between you and somebody with abs is? You're not hungry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I look at some of these instructors, and this is on me, judging a book by its cover, thinking, huh, I wonder if you can do everything that you're going to try to tell us to do. And they do it and then some, and it's yeah. effortless to them. And I would say all three women are very adept at yoga. They can, everything that they do is seamless and it flows and it's graceful and they're not breaking a single sweat, right? Mm. And I'm impressed by all of them because they're not, they're not what you have in your mind as this like typical Instagram yogi Mm -hmm. who's like, so thin, they're almost emaciated, but you're like, but of course they can do all that. They, They don't weigh anything. They have no body fat. These women are just normal human beings. Totally. And they crush it. They absolutely crush it. So the first class I take towards the end of the class, as we're doing our corpse pose where we're just dying, (laughs) the woman says, if you would like an essential oil mist, keep your hands palm up. And if not, just put your hands palm down. Right. And then she comes over and she just Squeezes a little squeeze bottle with water and essential oils Ooh, in it. Oh, how nice. Smells beautiful, right? Did you, you did it, hands up, for Duh, sure. Of okay. course. The what s- was the scent the first time? Ooh, it, it almost had like a musky man Ooh, scent to it, like a sandalwood. Oh, I love that. A oh, sandalwood. I love that. The next woman 
as we're kind of in our mm-hmm. corpse dying, me sweating profusely pose. And again, pose, a mostly men class. Mostly men class. She goes and she kind of closes all of the blinds, yeah. turns the lights off. So now she's setting the ambiance. Yeah. She gives the same instructions for the essential oils. Mm-hmm. But now she has like this really nice green light on in the background. Ooh. So it almost kind of looks like ethereal, cosmic. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's different. The third one, totally different. But she did the spray. The, the, the second, second one. one did the spray. Okay. The third one, same instructions, essential oils. She came, she touched my palm. So she put a streak of essential oil in my palm. Okay. Then she misted me. Ooh. And I'm, I'm, she's doing this to everybody. She turns off the lights. It's quiet for like, I don't know, a minute or two. There's a song playing, no lyrics. Like just an instrumental. Yeah, yeah, like everybody, like think we of know the music. pure moods yeah, from, pure from moods. the 90s. Yep. Then I hear this singing and I'm like, what? Is that singing singing or is this like a song song? Like, is this a song that's See, through the speaker or is it somebody singing? I'm picturing like some beautiful Celtic woman in the background. Definitely not. Okay. All right. But it's the instructor very much singing. Oh. And it's, it's, she's good. Like, she's very oh, good. Oh, wow. It's almost like a sing chant. Remember how I told you yeah. the one guy like the had Gregorian a Gregorian thing. home? Yeah. It's like that, but I can make out the words. I don't remember what the words are. And then, as we're still laying there, cor- corpse pose, trying not to fall asleep, she has one of those huge sound bath bowls. Oh, yeah. If the next instructor I have Beats. doesn't level up from that, yes. I'm going to be horribly disappointed. I mean, if we just go back to the essential oil, I mean, that would be right? like terrible, right? Because here's, what, here's what's great. So you get the mist, right? Yep. She's, the third girl mm-hmm. mists you. Same she, scent every week, every time? No, it's different. Okay. She puts the oil in your palm, and then she says, gives the instruction, like when you, when you sit up, you're cross-legged. Yep. And she says, take your hands and rub them together and put them in your face. Oh, that's nice. Like, so now I'm triple calm. I'm calm yeah. from the spray. I'm calm from the sound bath. Yep. I'm inquisitive about the singing, but now yep. I've rubbed my hands together and I've got a boom, second pollination of essential oil in my face. I think that's called, what's it called? It's called a something bowl. A something Isn't bowl. Isn't it a sound bath bowl? I don't think it's I'm going to look up sound, sound bath, bath bowl. bowl. I don't think that's a thing. I think it's something bowl, but I, I love that sound that it makes. What are sound bath bowls called? Tibetan singing bowls. Okay, Tibetan singing bowls. There you go. I was taken on an absolute wild ride. Well, I mean, I'm thinking like if a chorus doesn't show up next time Mm -hmm. or, I mean, tap dancers. Yeah, a literal guru from India. It is going to be so disappointing for you. Horribly disappointing. If we even go back to instructor one, it's going to be disappointing. And she was great. And you're going to have to say, do you know what instructor two and instructor three do? Yeah, gave me massages. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> They're all perfect. Like, I just can't believe the level up that has happened totally by happenstance yeah. that I've been able to bear witness to, to where the fourth one is probably going to be a, a letdown, but it's just because she does her job and doesn't like level up to the lengths of which everybody else has. So tell us overall, how are you feeling? I mean, other than it, it's obviously there's some discomfort for you in this process. You tell me if this is good or bad. Okay. My back hurts worse every day. Oh, does it? But this is- this I think is, it has to do that before. This is where my brain yeah. goes. Yeah. You are doing things to your lower back yep. that you do not do yep. on the day-to-day. I'm with you. As I get older, I don't 
bend down like that. I don't, I don't try to fold myself down. And what is yoga? Yoga is going from standing to sitting to sideways to upright to putting your body in weird contortions, the likes of which I haven't done in years and really hadn't even done before that. Yeah. So where I go is be super mindful not to hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. Engage your core 24-7 while you're doing it. Do not push yourself to where you're going to hurt yourself. But after the third class, I think being sore is right where you need to be. No, and, and I, I agree. And it's sore exactly where I expected to be well, sore. And also to your big goal with this was to take muscles that have been working with weights mm-hmm. and make sure they're elongated. Yeah. I mean, that you're asking your muscles to do something brand new. Totally. Right? So I think that all makes sense. I mean, if this is this way next year, then we probably have a problem. Okay. But I agree. I think that right now I'm going to go with all of that works. I just read an article recently that said in cultures where they spend a lot of time either, you know, which you can do this. I can't do it. Um, you know, when you crouch down and your heels are flat. Yes. So you can do that. You can kind of. Which is crazy. How can I do that? I don't know because I've never been able to do it. My heels are always up if I, I do I that. I don't know how I do that I don't to know how day. you do it either. But you do it and you do it fairly comfortably. But they were talking about in cultures where that's a natural pose yeah. to doing things, right? And they were just talking about cultures that like sit on the ground and eat. I mean, you know, like just that are on the ground was basically the whole deal is those people age way differently than those of us that sit in chairs mm-hmm. and sleep on beds that are high and yeah. all of that, and that they're much more limber, they're much more spry, they're much more, and I think it's because, not because they're taking yoga, though they might be, I think it's because what they're doing is they're using all of their muscles in the right way. Like, just getting up off the ground, if you're not in shape, is terrible. Yeah. I mean, so, and you think about it, getting up and down off the ground isn't a, I mean, the ground isn't a set of muscles that you use every day. You're not on the ground every day. The worst part is when I'm in that corpse pose and they say, get up however feels comfortable for you. And I'm like, how do I do this without looking like the biggest geriatric in the world? So what I do is I bring my knees to my chest. I put my hands behind my knees. I kick my legs straight out and then I rock up. Oh, I think that's good. Yeah. It makes me look more athletic than I really am. And it doesn't allow me to go. Got it. So in general, when you look at, let's call the other people in the class, your competitors, they're not Mm -hmm. right. But let's call them that when you look at them, are these guys more advanced than you are on the whole? Let's, let's put it this way. On average, I say there's eight people in my class. Oh, that's a nice size. The only people I am quote unquote beating are the people who have some level of obesity (laughs) or alcohol addiction. (laughs) Those are the people that I'm running laps around. Everybody else is looking at me as a nothing. Oh, it's a little baby giraffe. Totally. Yeah. With bad knees. I wonder if he'll come back next week. Profusely sweating (laughs) everywhere. (laughs) Disgustingly so. So there's my yoga update. I love that. that. I'm proud of you. If something of note happens in the fourth class, you'll all hear about it. Oh, good. Thank you. Total side tangent. Okay. I was taken aback by a TV show I watched last night. Tell me. Made me think of you because of a cameo that existed. There's a show on FX. It's called Reservation Dogs. It's about four indigenous teens growing up in an Oklahoma reservation. And it's a comedy, right? Oh, okay. It's kind of one of those pseudo comedy dramas that makes you think, but is also funny. One of the main characters who I think is 17 is getting picked up by his uncle and his uncle's coworker to go work on a job site. 
Okay. The coworker is in the passenger seat. All right. So the kid's in the back seat. Kid's walking to the car. Oh, okay. Who from your past, as it relates to this podcast, did you have a huge affinity for? Here's a hint. Skateboarding. That I had a huge affinity for? Massive. Me? You. And he was a skateboarder. Uh-huh. Um, well, clearly not Tony Hawk. I'm way older than him. Um, this guy was a skateboarder? Yeah. Your affinity arose from this person skateboarding. There's other things added to this, but you and the entire world fell in love with this person as he skateboarded. Wow, Kevin, I am drawing a blank. There are two other hints that I can give you and it'll give it away. It'll give it away. Here's the other one. Juice. Juice? Yeah. You mean like juice that you drink? Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, dog. Dog face. Dog face. He was in the whole episode. I kept thinking like way back in my childhood. No, no, just this podcast. Okay. Oh, yeah, dog face. He... Was in the show, Reservation Dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was awesome in it. He was perfect for it. He's a roofer, taking edibles before they go on the job. Oh, hysterical. During their break, his buddy's filming him doing TikTok dances on the roof. I mean, it was so, I I don't know. Is he himself? He's not playing himself, but I'm sure he's playing a version of himself. But it like wasn't, you know how sometimes people's star shines too bright and it finds them in in a situation they shouldn't be? He was Fantastic. Oh my God, I've got to watch it. Fantastic. Love Fantastic. Season him. two, episode three, I think the uh, title is called Roofing. He's in the entire episode. Listen, I said this when he was popular. First of all, I must have watched that 10 million times. We and, all did. And every version of it, 10 million he, times. I can make the argument that he is the reason TikTok blew up the way oh it blew God. up during COVID. It was crazy. It, you could not watch every... Every glance, every turn of his head was perfect. Yep. It was spot on. And of course, the music is so perfect. Fleetwood Mac. And then, you know, watching Mick Fleetwood do it. Yep. Do you mean like, oh my God, doesn't get better than that. But what I said at the time is I want desperately for this to change this guy's life in yeah. the best of ways. Totally Not did. in a creepy way, in the best of ways. Totally did. Yeah. And, I, and the best part is, I guess we all assumed he was Hispanic. I assume that. I think he's not. I think he's indigenous people. Because on the back of his head, he has that huge eagle feather tattooed. Oh, I have no idea. Well, I know the the feather for sure. Wow. That is awesome. Yeah. No, it was so cool. It was just this this great moment of nostalgia. Like, oh my God, how do I know this guy? I know you. Oh my God, it's him. Yeah. It was great. Fantastic. Everybody should 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 watch the show in general. The payoff is the latest episode. Deb, total tragedy. Earlier this week, 73 years old, cancer sucks. We lost Olivia Newton-John and it was actually emotional. I feel like, I mean, I was never a huge Olivia Newton-John fan. I knew all of her hits, Mm -hmm. but I was the biggest fan of Grease. And I told somebody the other day, shows like Grease, shows like Dirty Dancing, a young impressionable Kevin got to realize like you can be masculine, but you can sing and dance and have a good time too. And so while my main focus would have been Danny Zuko, right? Yep. yep. She was 
woven into the tapestry of that. And so to lose somebody who I think you can say was iconic. Of course. At such a, relatively speaking, young age to such a horrible disease, breast cancer that she was fighting for 30 years, it sucked. Listen, I think, first of all, there was something about, and I don't know, somebody's going to say something to us about some dirt on Olivia Newton-John. Who cares? But here's the thing. She was so fresh. Uh-huh. She was from Australia. She seemed innocent. She Her music was perfect for the time. There is nobody that was more perfect than her yep. for Greece. I mean, just absolutely darling, the innocent girl, right? I mean, she, unlike literally everybody else in that movie, yeah. looked like she was in high school. Of course. Not yeah. a parent of a high schooler. Exactly. Like she actually belonged in high school. And- You know, here's the thing, I think, and partly maybe because of the breast cancer, but if you see old clips of her when she was first diagnosed, I'm telling you, she was an inspiration, always so positive, always so like, nope, I'm not dying. I'm going to live my life. I'm going to take care of myself. Good health. I mean, I will say from the time she was diagnosed, which would have been literally 30 years ago, 1992, she worked. For breast cancer research. Yep. I mean, she was amazing. Tens of millions of dollars raised on her behalf. And did such a good job. I mean, 73, like, listen, you don't, you, you don't have to blink at 73, but still early compared to probably what would have been. And I mean, 30 years, that's a long time. It's a long time to be dealing with that because even, I mean, as we deal with it, and there are days where it's not, top of mind. It's not the leading story to start our day, but it's always there, right? And that's not even us. That's just living with somebody who has cancer. The fact that she was able to do what she did to still have the career that she had to be, to stay relevant, to push forward with cancer research and, and, and fundraisers for 30 years is incredible, but that's just a testament to the type of human being that she is. Yeah. And And the other thing that's really interesting is her success was really early on, right? Like it was really the, early. I mean, it would have, cause I think she won some singing championship in Australia that then yeah. took her on tour. Then she, I mean, like very quickly just went, you know, catastrophic sh- shooting star. She won a Grammy like in 74. Then she was in Greece in 78. Then there was Xanadu and physical was shortly after that. Right. My, I mean, one of my favorite things about Olivia Newton-John is that we kind of think of her as like pure as the driven snow. Right. And then she comes up with the most provocative. She's just talking about exercising. That's Maybe the about. most yep. spot on exercise yep. song that's ever been yep. created. Cause she's just Listen. talking about staying fit because she knew that she might have to deal with breast cancer. And everybody that, listen to that song and yeah. dance to that song and knew that song yep. knew exactly what Olivia was talking about. You know, getting your cardio in, getting your cardio in, getting your reps up. I tell you, I told you a couple of weeks ago, the only Halloween outfit I have is a version of the let's get physical yeah. with the headband and the wristbands and all that. So, I mean, really sad. I mean, that's the kind of person you want her to pull a Betty white. Do you know what I mean? You want her to be around forever, for forever. entertaining and being delightful and um, being her lovely, lovely self. So, yeah. no, I felt the same thing. And um, we watched, 
I mean, we watched a couple things where she was mentioned and you saw people get a little emotional. Like it was one that hit. I, and I just think because I think she was just a good person. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I seriously, I think when people think of Olivia Newton-John, they think of the young version yeah. of her. Yeah. But even then at 73, she probably looked like she was like 55, right? She still right? looked great. But I yeah. think she just lives in our heads as this young girl. And when you hear that she passes away at the age of 73, you're like, what? I know. And then it's because of breast cancer. It's even more insidious. And she passed away in like her Santa Barbara home, surrounded by friends and family, like best possible case scenario. Yeah. But it still hits you both as an entertainer because it feels like we're losing entertainers left and right currently. Yeah. But because she was so iconic with the roles that she played and she was so top of mind for so long. Yeah. And we, I mean, here's the one thing I always love is like, she is Olivia Newton, John, Yeah, mean, you never short shorted anything yeah. on her. And, um, really, I mean, I think she, like, she was amazing. I think she was amazing. I think she was perfect for her time. I mean, in my mind's eye, if I think of her, I think of that perky little flip and bangs that she had, um, you know, in Greece. I mean, that's how I think of her. Uh, fun anecdotal story that I maybe have told on this podcast. I lived in Los Feliz, yep. uh, which is a neighborhood of Los Angeles. From my apartment, I could see John Marshall High School. John Marshall High School was this end setting of Greece where they're doing their uh, Rydell High Senior yep, Bash, yep, yep. where they sing... So as a huge Grease guy, once I was, I, I would run around the track. I would go through the high school, not like in the high school, but around the high school. And I just remember thinking like, this high school is so freaking familiar to me, only to find out that I had seen it like a hundred times in the movie. Nice. It was nice. awesome. That didn't you have to ride when you rode your bike to work? Didn't mm-hmm. you ride by that high school? Uh, it would have, if, if, I went straight out of my apartment, had I taken a left, the high uh, school would have literally been okay. yep. Yep. half a block away. Yep. Yeah. I remember the high school and how close it was. So close. Good for you. The days when you used to run at the track and ride your bike. Well, that's because I was poor. Yeah. Couldn't afford a gym membership. Couldn't afford gas. And anybody who knows me knows, A, I don't run. Yeah. And I don't work out outside. But when you're paying 75% of your income to rent, yep. so terrified to drive in California <laughs> because of A, getting in an accident and B, having to pay gas, you only do things outside that are free. Didn't you eventually join the Jewish gym? Was that, that was in LA? New Orleans. Oh, New Orleans. No, you played at the Jewish the gym. The first gym I joined was, unbeknownst to me, an all-gay men's gym. Is that true? Oh, yeah. Where was that? In, in LA? Huh? Well, of course it was in LA. No. I didn't know. I, no. didn't, I don't know this story. When I was in LA, down on Silver Lake Boulevard, there was a gym, and it was a like a locally owned gym. And they had this great like introductory rate where, you know, the first six months was like 60 bucks. And I thought, well, I can afford $10 a month. And I walked in there and it's clearly not uncommon to have mostly men there. Right. And I would say after like the second or third day, (laughs) when I didn't see a woman, not a single woman, I thought, this is weird, right? Yeah. And then the other thing is, and maybe this is just me, I feel like most gay men are just like, fit. Oh yeah. I think that's true. Yeah. Like emasculating to me fit. Yeah. Like how do you get so fit? Cause you're insanely fit. And then 
I didn't even ask anybody at the gym. I was just like, there's something weird happening here. Like, how is everybody so good looking? How is everybody so fit? And where are the women? There are no women here. And I was at work and I said, I have a question because there was a bunch of people who lived in my neighborhood who lived there for years. I don't remember what the name of the gym was. I said, has anybody joined this gym? And everybody just kind of looked at me and they're like, no. And I said, why? It's so cheap. And this one girl looks at me. She's like, well, I mean, I could, but why would I want to join an all gay men's gym? (laughs) And I was like, what? That makes sense. And then one of the guys who was gay, he's like, I used to join. Yeah. I used to be a member there. there. So did you finish your six months there? Uh, Sure did. Yeah. I was poor. <laughs> I was poor. I didn't have a choice. I had signed the six-month contract. Yeah. That's what I was in there for. Then you went on to New Orleans and joined the Jewish gym. The Jewish Community Center. Yep. JCC. Yep. yep. Some JCC. of the most competitive basketball I've ever played in my entire life. With the Jewish guys? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, really? what they would do is they would let anybody who was a member participate. Yep. So you didn't even have to be a, a member of the gym. You could pay the fee to play at the JCC because it was one of the, the better gyms in the area. And it was hard-nosed competitive. Seriously. Hard-nosed competitive. Were there older guys and younger mm-hmm. guys? Yeah. So I can remember you got invited here by a friend of ours to play basketball at their church gym. Yeah. And you thought like, okay, it's going to be a bunch of older guys, no mm-hmm. big deal. And you came home and you went, animals. They're all animals. Here's the thing. this, And I've <laughs> talked about this, I think, on the podcast. When I play basketball, people, people size me up and like, I want to go with that guy. I've already played competitive basketball. I've played collegiate basketball. I have nothing to prove. I have been successful and I stopped caring about basketball at a young age. But there are other people who are going to relive their childhood through me (laughs) by trying to embarrass me or out physical me or just play more than me as if their stats are going to be logged by the NBA. So I would say that 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 time that you're uh, referring to, I think we played four games. The first three games, my team <laughs> dominated. Okay. Dominated. Then there was a guy who was being dominated by me and he thought the big tall tree is tired, which I was. <laughs> I'm going to get mine now. And he was just like bodying me to the point of, I just kept stepping away from him. Like, oh, I don't care to get bruises. I don't care to get injuries. You're competing against your lack of love from your father right now, (laughs) not me. So you're good. You can get this dub, dude. And by the way, even if you win this one, it's 4-1, right? Yeah, 3-1. Because I'm not playing two more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the best you can do is break even. And the best you can do is say, go home and tell your wife. Brag to your wife that there is this kid who was probably 31, but you thought was 24 and you dominated him dot, dot, dot on the fourth game after everybody was exhausted. Yeah, that's funny. That makes me laugh. I love you. Those are good gym stories, Kevin. I have many. Many gym stories, <laughs> some of which are not appropriate yeah. to tell have on this checked, podcast. Have you checked on uh, our little guy that got catapulted against the mirror? I haven't Do seen him know? since. Okay. Have you I s- assume the next time I see him, he'll be in a wheelchair. <laughs> have you seen the dad? I've seen the dad. Oh, okay. So the dad is alive and well. This is me projecting. I okay. feel like the dad avoids eye contact with me <laughs> because I was the only person to watch him <laughs> fling his child into a bank of mirrors. <laughs> And watch him and just bounce s- off. Scoop his child up in one fluid motion and exit the gym. And then leave him in the car alone, yeah. screaming at the top of his lungs. He's like, I'd rather get a charge of child endangerment by leaving him in a car than have anybody check the footage of me catapulting my son into glass. My God, that tape would be worth everything. Uh, the, 
it was on a Sunday. I swear <laughs> if it was any other day, somebody would have been working and oh. I would have walked in there and been like, run this back 10 minutes. Just run this back 10 minutes. It's going to be worth like, it. Hey, can I film yeah. this? Cause I'm putting it on TikTok. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, my gosh. Sure. Viral. I, I would be on reservation dogs. Uh, so Olivia Newton, John. Yeah. We, we miss you. We love you. Your star shined bright. Can't you see her staring at the camera right now? Yeah, there it is. Straight into the camera. Xanadu was a weird song. Xanadu is a very weird song. What is that about? I felt like she went in a... Well, there was a movie, But it was a huge... Oh, was it? I didn't know that. I don't know. Look it up. I think it was a movie. Xanadu. X-A-N. Yeah, Z-A-N-A-D. No, X-A... Isn't it Yeah. Musical fantasy. Yeah, it was very weird. I couldn't describe it. Uh, who? Well, she sang Xanadu. What is because Xanadu she was about? very, very. I'm gonna say like proper middle of the road. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And then Xan, then she cut her hair for physical, mm-hmm. which was like, ooh, 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 what is going on here? And then of course, physical was the song physical, yeah. and then Xanadu. I think was after physical. Is that right? Uh, physical. I believe was. Oh, here's how it goes. Yeah, no, Xanadu 1980, physical 1981. Oh, okay, okay. So, well, yeah. Well, Xanadu sent her on a spin to physical. Xanadu not received well. Yeah, it was not. Budget of twenty million. It was weird. Box office twenty three million. Here's the description: Struggling artist Sonny Malone is trapped in a dull job painting album covers. He is instantly attracted to Kira Olivia Newton John, an anonymous woman randomly photographed in the background of one of his assignments, but no one is able to identify her. Visiting the auditorium where the cover was shot, Sonny finds the mysterious beauty, an ageless Greek muse, who encourages him to team up with old-fashioned Danny McGuire, Gene Kelly, to build a roller skating disco. Yeah, weird. It was weird. It was musical weird. fantasy. Musical fantasy. Yeah, and by the way, the poster, hard eighties, yeah. airbrushed, yeah, huge hair, yeah, like way over the top, way over the top. It took a turn. At some point, we'll watch Xanadu. Will we? At some point, all of you should watch Xanadu and report back. And to report us. back. That I like that idea better. Everybody out there, watch Xanadu. Yeah, and then send your reports mm-hmm. to at Kevin Zener. Speaking of death. Yeah. Lake Mead is churning out bodies. So bodies after bodies after bodies after bodies. We are now up to four found bodies that yeah. otherwise would have been left undisturbed. I do think there's one additional body that a jet skier went missing. I think there's one that Oh, a fresh just, body of just a dead body. Fresh body that, you know, it should like it sounds like there was some kind of tragic accident. Got okay. It. But I think the rest of them, I don't know, stuffed in a barrel. With a gunshot through your head, I think that always looks bad. So they, mean? so they found a body on May first. They found yep. a body on May seventh. Yeah, they found a body on July twenty sixth, and then they just recently found another body three days ago. The body on July twenty sixth was the body in the barrel. And here's what's insane about it: there's a picture of it. <gasps> is it just skeletal? The body is so well preserved; you can see the clothes, and you can read the writing on the clothes. What do they say? I don't want to see it. Well, they, they don't really. Oh, no, okay. no. I, so this is just from what the reporting was that yeah. when people went to identify the body, they knew what the shirt was because you could still read mm. the logos and the insignias on the shirt. You can't tell from now, but if I think if but, you're up close, you could see it. certainly gives you a timeline. I mean, if the water has destroyed everything. And right? the other crazy thing is the barrel itself is quasi-destroyed. Oh, So wow. the body is still just like 
hyper-preserved. That is wild. So um, I did read an article, so, you know, way back, yeah. some months ago, after the first body was found, and I'm, I want to say the lake was going down rapidly at that time, mm-hmm. which I think it still is, but not rapidly enough for my count, because I said 22 bodies, you made me guess. Yeah. Did I say by the end of the year? Did well, I say by September? We what assumed that the lake would probably stop receding shortly after summer as we get into mm. as we get into fall. But then I realized that's just northern Nevada weather. Yeah. Vegas is still hot. Vegas is still hot. But my guess is I think we put towards the end of September or the end of October. I think I said seven. Okay, so I said twenty two only. I was going with twenty twenty two and being a little bit, you know, aggressive. Yeah. I think we're not Deb was drinking heavily before that podcast. I was drinking heavily before that podcast. So I think twenty two is an excessive number. Yes. And it's awful to wish for that. Yes. But it is very believable to me that with the creation of Lake Mead Uh since the Hoover Dam, Uh that the mob has been alive in a well Uh in Las Vegas and that there were a few accidents with a bunch of dead mobster bodies out there. I I think think, that was believable. I think all of us, every single one of us know that that lake has seen thousands of dead bodies over its time. So do you, like if we drained the lake tomorrow, do you think there'd be tons? I think if you, well, here's what, here's what I don't know. Who knows how much mud, you know, what is it? Not salt, but silt, silt has covered bodies to where I would say, are you going to find bodies in barrels? Sure. Are you going to find skeletal remains? Of course. But I think if you started to excavate yeah. That lake, you would find even more bodies. And that doesn't account for bodies that maybe just kind of floated away, floated through the dam. Elements that broke up that just found their way Where it's a into little waterways. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I when you said 22, I genuinely thought to myself, that's not the, the worst number. Because like it's losing like an inch a day. Yeah, it is really aggressive. And 22 seemed like a lot. But at the same time, I thought, well, if you get to 22, that makes sense, yeah. right? I just went conservatively seven, but I, I am with you. I agree there are thousands of human remains down there. Yeah. Thousands. I think so too. I think so too. But we've only uncovered four. The saddest thing is, I mean, the, it's, I mean, the saddest part of all this news. The dead bodies. Well, that is kind of sad. Or that you had to go jet skiing and see dead bodies. That's kind of sad too. Uh, but the other super sad thing is the lack of water. I mean, that is like, I mean, I feel like we're entering uh Mel Gibson and Waterworld. Oh no, that would no, that wasn't Mad Mel Max. Gibson. Mad Max. I was thinking Kevin Costner. Yeah, you were thinking Kevin Costner, just the opposite of Mad Max. Down there in the desert, don't you uh, think? Yeah. Well, yeah. and the, the the worst part is this isn't even real water, right? It's a dam. It's a so well, it's, it's like, real water. Well, I mean, it's real water, but it's not like a real lake. It's right. something we made to conserve right. water, right? And now we don't even have enough. And there's water. something like I don't know. Is it six western states? They get all their water from that lake? Yeah. I mean, it's a lot. It's a ton. Yeah. It's not good. No, it's not good. The bodies are bad. The bodies are bad. The people setting out to have fun on the weekends and finding bodies are bad. Oh, I feel bad for those people. But us not having water is worse. Exactly. I mean, because here's what I'm going to go with. I think that the people that were killed, and I know this is a gross generalization, don't write to me, but if you were associated with the mob, I mean, come on. I'm I don't think this is all mob it. people. I think this is the victims of the mob. Do you think they were all innocent? I think if you were, I think if you were a mob guy, you got buried out in the desert. Oh, really? I think if you just like pissed off the mob, 
Oh. They just threw you in the Or light. tried to take issue with the mob. Yeah. Okay. Well, they sh- you shouldn't do that either. It's they, the mob. They put you in a barrel. It's a mob. It's the mob. It's Here's what I know. If it's not your fault, it's the mobs. Yeah. Every single time. It's bad. I also don't like those bodies being in any kind of water supply. I'm going to say I, that. I don't like knowing that I'm swimming or and or having fun in water yeah. that has multiple bodies. Like, I'm not delusional to think that Lake Tahoe doesn't have a body in it. But oh, what Lake I, Tahoe for sure does. But what I know is that lake is still pristine and clean enough to where that body isn't anywhere that would affect us. It's well, so far down in the mountain. And they haven't found ever the exact bottom of Lake Tahoe. Right. So I feel like it can just go and go yep. and go and go and go. You take the body in a boat out to the middle of Tahoe. You yep. weigh that thing down and that plunges to the depths of which maybe human beings can't even reach or would even care to reach, right? Yeah. This body of water we is don't. shallow enough yeah. to where when it loses a lot of its water, the bodies are coming up. I do want to say this though. I've swam in Lake Mead. It was lovely. Would it have been as lovely <laughs> if you were swimming next to a skull? No. And it, and listen, and this is prior, this, the lake was low, but it, this was prior to understanding that there were bodies there. Okay. So I was on a houseboat out in the deep part of the lake. It felt safe to dive off, jump in, swim around. But again, I didn't see any bodies, so it was fine. And really, I, would, I would approach like me differently today. I think that's a great Yelp review for anything. I didn't see any bodies. The spaghetti was just fine. So I just, a book was just sent to me, which I'm going to, we'll talk about on a different podcast, Mm -hmm. but the book is Yelp reviews of national parks. And the example that was given to me, and I'm going to crucify this, but it's like somebody went and saw the Grand Canyon and gave it a one, one star and just said, just a big hole. Just a big hole. Yeah. I mean, so I I do want to read that and see, I I think there's going to be some amusing anecdotes there. That reminds me, there was, there was this big controversy on Twitter today that a Kansas City, Missouri water park turned away a group of 250 inner city African-American kids saying that they did not fit the image of the park. I don't know. I don't know what's true or what's not. Right. But the, 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 I wouldn't turn away 250 tickets for anything. If of I course business. not. But the fallout from that is people having, you know, have not having any earthly idea what actually happened and turning to Twitter to lambast the park. Mm-hmm. But then the smarter people come in the second wave and they start posting the Yelp link to the park yep. and say stuff like, have fun, right? Because now everybody can go to that Yelp link and absolutely oh, destroy the water park. Without really knowing. So what happened was, I think they posted the link and the Yelp review was like at a four and a half. Two hours later, by the time I saw the news, I checked their Yelp. It was down to 2.2 and oh, Yelp had suspended no. the account because it wasn't accurate. Clearly people yeah. were. Well, I hope they take it back. It. I hope they take it back to what it originally was. If this didn't actually happen. Well, I hope it didn't actually happen. I mean, oh my gosh. Well, first of all, I just want to say from a business perspective, if and I'm assuming it's buses of kids, that's how they would get there. If buses of kids are showing up, 250 kids times however much a ticket is, people let them in. Yeah. Like that's why we're here to do business, right? Yeah. Let the, and they're kids. Let them all play together. And the best part is people thinking they know the story, yeah. having just read other people's yeah. tweets. Yeah. It's the worst. But I'll tell you this, social justice is totally different in 2022. Social justice is just 
finding whatever digital footprint a business or a company has and just eradicating yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, listen, I mean, he was right about some things. There is fake news out there for yeah, sure. For sure. All right. Uh, in the wake of finding out that Gabby Petito's family is yeah. suing the Utah state trooper. Utah? Yeah. It was the, it was the, it was the police who pulled them over mm, the first time when the they first thought there time, was yeah. like abuse. Like yeah, the Petito abuse. family is yep. suing Domestic abuse. that law enforcement agency okay. for $50 million. Okay, good. In the wake I of guess. that, we have our own quasi-manhunt happening in our own backyard in Truckee, California, yep. which is a 25-minute drive for us. A 16-year-old Kylie Rodney, R-O-D-N-I, was seen last at what the locals call the sanctuary. 16 years old with like something like 200 to 300 people her own age hanging mm-hmm. out. Nobody has seen her for three days. Do you know where, where the sanctuary is up there? Uh, Prosser Family Campground? I don't know that. I don't yeah. know where that is either. Mm-hmm. But there was apparently 300 kids around for that party on a Saturday night. 300 kids with no adults? Insane, right? Yeah. I wouldn't in, in have Truckee, let you California? Go. I wouldn't have let you go. You wouldn't have stopped me from doing that. You you would have just said, be home by right, such right. and such. And then I probably wouldn't have told you where I was going. That there were actually 300 kids in one place your age. Right. Which is just like, there should be a warning sign upon entrance. Totally. Yeah. Uh, and, and, the, and so what's weird is, so there was that many people, yeah. which somebody could say, because there was that many people, it's easy to get lost well, it's hard to keep the track masses. of your friends, for sure. But people saw her get into her car. Oh, she drove herself. Uh, yeah, and dr- drive away. And now nobody's heard from her since. Oh, this is the stuff nightmares are made of, I'm telling you. it It's worse because she, I mean, she's obviously adorable, yeah. right? Yep, she is. Petite blonde, but she looks so, fragile is not the wor- right word, but... She's in the exact same category as a Gabby Petito. So she really looks fresh and young. And I mean, there is like, I mean, I don't know anything about this girl, but I'm going to say there's an air of innocence on her. She's 16, of course. Um, And, you know, here's the part with this part where, you know, it's like you and I were talking earlier. It's day three. Okay. Yeah. And so we know what they say about 48 hours and all of that. Not good. And I will tell you, people are looking for this girl like crazy up there, you know, and God bless all those people that are doing that. God bless her poor parents. Here is the thing that makes this so hard. If she has just made a couple of bad choices and is alive and well, yeah. oh, darling, come home. Of course. And just apologize to the world, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's what we hope for, right? I mean, honestly, that's what we hope for. But this stuff, I'm telling you, I don't know how a parent's I don't know how I would deal with it. I think it is the thing that would send me over the edge. Uncertainty about your child is absolutely horrific. I was going to say, what would you have done if I, so I I said Saturday afternoon, it was a Saturday morning party, which means they were probably partying Friday night. So it would have been late at night. So it was a party. Yeah. What goes through a parent's mind when their 16 year old child is unaccounted for one night, let alone 
three nights. Oh, I mean, I literally think you go to the depths of hell in your thoughts. I think you go from everything from she's been tortured and she's dead to, oh, dear God, hopefully she's hopeful. I think you start bargaining. I think you say, hopefully she's only been tied up. Hopefully she's only been this or that, or she can live through that. We can get counseling. We can save her. She doesn't need two fingers. I mean, I just think you go nuts with all of it. And the, I mean, when it comes to children and I mean, I I don't matter. I don't, if you're 38, if you if you just disappeared, I it, like that's the stuff that people are never the same from. Yeah. I mean, I think losing a child is one of the most devastating things that can happen on the planet. But I think losing a child, I mean, just literally losing you, yeah. not knowing if you're dead or alive, and not knowing the circumstances around it, because the part that makes you crazy are those days when you float into he could still be alive this could be the circumstance and you're just waiting you're waiting you're waiting for you to show up again yeah. you know and you're waiting for you to show up and i i think that bargaining co- goes into place where i'm waiting for you to show up and that you were like not damaged somehow through all this emotionally psychologically physically and then it's just i'm waiting for you to show up in any condition. And then I'm sure you go, there are days where you just say, somebody please just confirm his death. I mean, I think that is the worst roller coaster in the world. And I don't think you get off of it until you know. A nightmare. What was the movie? Was it Michelle Pfeiffer who was the mom and she loses her son for like yes. years? Who was the other? Who was the other? Was it, It's not Whoopi Goldberg, right? No, I don't think so. I remember that. Uh, wasn't it just the little boy wandered away from her? Like they were in a store and she turned around. Was it that one? Yeah. He. Oh no. The brother was watching him. Oh, the older brother was watching him. Yeah. The boy just kind of walks away. Yeah. Nobody has any idea. And then, yeah, it's Whoopi Goldberg and Whoopi Goldberg is like helping her navigate navigate it and yep. then they eventually find the kid but he's older he's like yep. 10 years old yeah that is and he's not her kid anymore no really. yeah that is like and somebody had just kid i think somebody literally just kidnapped him yeah, and raised just him. took him yeah and, and it was like the next town over yeah and he had like a fine life uh-huh. i mean it wasn't like this child was not severely damaged but super attached to the new yeah i think it was a dad or mm-hmm. something the new person yeah so I don't know why I thought of that, but I did. But this gets me thinking. There are a thousand worst case scenarios, right? The, yep. the, 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 the most horrible one being abused, tortured, and then left for dead. That is the yep. worst case scenario, right? I could also make an argument, though, that that's not the worst case scenario because there's finality to it because right. you found right. the body. Right. And though it's horrifying, at least that story is complete. I would think the ellipsis of them just being out. I know. In in the world, having no earth idea would actually be worse because it's that thing. It's hope, right? Yeah. It's hope that one day in 10 years, your 26-year-old Kylie yep. walks up to the front door and just says, I needed to leave. Here's all the reasons I needed to leave. That makes it better in the moment. But for that 10 years, you're sitting there just being like. Yeah. No, it's crazy. It is crazy. That would be, I mean, I'm telling you, I don't think there's a parent on the planet that doesn't just say, like, dear God, not me, not that, you know. 16 agencies are, are part of this. For, yeah. 50 FBI agents are on the ground. And the crazy thing is they found her car 
there's just no traces of anything. Mm. I hope, A, it's aliens, and they return yeah, her. I do too. Unharmed. Yeah, unharmed. Or, or they return her after they've done their probing and she doesn't remember it. Okay, okay? as long as she doesn't remember, I think we're good. That's A for yeah, me, aliens. Yeah. B is she just needed a breather. She needed to go away. This is a big breather under extreme circumstances. I'm just saying, she something happened in her life. Yeah. She took a mental health week. Yeah. Went off the grid. Yeah. Shut off the cell. Doesn't realize everyone's looking for her. She's not on IG. She's not on Snap. She knows that, but she says, I'm going to return myself in due time. People are going to be pissed at me, yeah. but this is Kylie time. This is really pissed, though. I need some Kylie time. Yeah. If she, if that happened, I don't know if I would, like, I would want to simultaneously hug her, never let go, sobbing my guts out, and beat her with a bat. Yeah. You do, the, yeah. You do that actually in order. Yeah. You yeah. love her. You hug her. You tell her how much you miss her. And then you do the torturing. Exactly. That's because exactly it's legal because she's down. your 16-year-old. Because she's my 16-year-old. And she's, by the way, until she's 18, she's never leaving the house, never leaving my side. In fact, we're going to be handcuffed together. If I think about had I disappeared at 16, which could you imagine the type of person that would have had to kidnap me at 16? I mean, my premise was- They would have returned me 24 hours exactly. later. Exactly. I felt like- He doesn't would, shut up. <laughs> He doesn't shut up. Nope, he eats a lot. Yeah. And no, like, I mean, you really can't have your way with him. We you know, budgeted $1,000 for this. He consumed it all. Yep, yep. That he would just be wanted it. surge. Yep. I think of you. First off, Deb wouldn't sleep. Deb couldn't, I don't think no. you could be in this house. No. You would look at dad and Fidget say- Fidget monster would go crazy. You would look at dad and say, we're going everywhere. We're yep. canvassing every street. We're going to every friend, pseudo friend, person who knows him's house yep. banging down like deb would be the parent where the police come over and say you're actually interfering with yeah. the investigation oh, for sure. to which deb would then double barrel them yeah and continue on no listen we lost you a couple times accidentally oh yeah not and, on purpose well i mean it was always kevin. where's kevin mom i'm right here where is kevin we should get in the car and go look for him i'm right here mom oh we got looks like we lost him i guess we got to spend four hours looking for him away in the serenity of our own car. It was always Kevin's fault when I say we lost him, though. He was little. It was our responsibility. Once was on Thanksgiving. Kevin got dressed for Thanksgiving. He was little, like maybe first grade. And then just decided, and our whole neighborhood was gone, except for one house. Mm -hmm. And they were going to dinner later at somebody's house. But so everybody was gone. Zero we were, memory of what this we is. We were doing Thanksgiving at our house. And uh, I mean, I remember... Searching for Blossom. Blossom wasn't on anyone's steps. Blossom was our dog. Blossom was our dog, and she would follow Kevin everywhere. And uh, I called this house and said, "Is Kevin down there?" And the mom said, "No, we haven't seen him today." And because it's Thanksgiving, lost our minds. And I mean, the person I take it out on is Dad immediately. He's guilty. Yeah. I mean, what you do, you sob? What Thanksgiving you do? ruining I mean, our I lives. I have to be mad at somebody. Right. And uh, and then he's like, he's Deb. I mean, like he, he's too rational for me yeah. when I want to spin out, right? He's just flicking through some golf. Just flicking through some golf. It's Thanksgiving. The turkey's in the oven. He'll turn up. Everything's fine. He's a big kid. Did you make the cranberries? Have some cranberries, Deb. Yeah. And so you were probably gone for like an hour and a half. And I was ill. What time of day? Like mid, like I'm going to say after two. Okay. And... And are you suppressing the urge oh, no, to call we are the cops? In the car. Yeah, no, we are not yet calling the cops. 
but we are in the car. Okay. And we are driving by that house, and I watch you Whose walk- house? Which house? Uh, Tudor house. Got it. And I watch you walk out the front door in your little sweater vest and in your little trousers. Just strutting, feeling myself. And- I said, there he is. And dad puts on the brakes and I get out of the car and I run over. And, and she I, beat me. I grab you by the shoulders and you're like, hi, mom. Yeah. And I'm like, I didn't know where you were. And I'm like sobbing and hugging you. And the mom came out and she goes, he was down in the basement with, you know, playing with one of the kids or something yeah. or somewhere else. And I didn't know he was here. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, duh, duh, duh. and so I'm like the best, like, here's the problem with that, Deb. She's crazy. She's angry. She needs to kill something. Yeah. And everybody should move out of her way just so she can do that. Yeah. Then when you find the child, I'm like loving you, kissing on you. You're my best little thing in the world. want to beat the hell out of him. And then after we're done with that part, I'm like, don't you ever leave this house again. Yeah. So like, I'm not such a great mom. Zero memory of that. Yeah. Really? None. Oh my gosh. Would have lived an entire rest of my life without ever remembering that. Oh no, that, that I remember. The night that I tried to flee my home and only made it two houses away. Well then remember the time now you were probably 16 and dad and I said, we wanted to talk to you about something and you knew you were going to get in trouble. And so you said, I got to take a shower. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, no, I remember this. And this so, is this is good for any youths listening to this. <laughs> if you need to get out of the house, pay close attention to this story. So he went in the bathroom yep. and he locked the door, which I was said, fine. I said, I was just finished basketball. I need to take a shower yeah. and then we can talk like adults. So and then Kevin is is notorious. This is true for the longest showers in the world, mm-hmm. you know, runs the hot water tank completely, completely cold. And so we're sitting in the living room waiting and waiting and you know how you, how you can kind of hear water in a house. Do you know what I mean? You, and he's still showering. He's still showering. And I finally look at dad and I go, this is a long shower even for him. And I go to the bathroom door and I knock and I don't hear anything, but I can hear the shower. Yeah. And then I try the door and it's locked and I'm like, Gary, because dad can pop a lock faster than anybody else. Pop and lock. And I'm telling you, that door flings open, the shower's running, and the window's open. Yeah. Oh. It called, they actually made a, uh, a movie about that called The Great Escape. <laughs> That's it. That's it. So I said- Here's what I knew. I knew you were running around the neighborhood without a shirt. Here's what I knew. Walking out <laughs> of that window. Yeah. Well- not climbing, walking, climbing, climbing and folding myself out of that window was better than what was waiting in that living room. Yeah. Yeah. I knew that for a fact. That was short term thinking. Sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. But here's what I knew. There was no long term strategy. Here's what that. I here's what I didn't know. But yeah. but as I got older, subliminally knew. Have your parents think you're dead. <laughs> and that's It'll going to somehow blow. mitigate yeah. their anger towards yeah. the original subject. Because you're so glad they're alive. Yeah. And then I, but I did, so here's the part where I think parents at that point, you cannot care what anybody thinks of you and your family. Right. The parents that do it wrong are the parents that are like, I don't want to hit my child in public. Or or I don't want to call because I don't want people to think I am like calling everybody going, he locked the bathroom door. He let the shower run. He climbed out the window. I don't know where he is. Have you heard from him? You better tell me right now. And I finally dialed the right number and the person folded and Kick yeah. him out of your house and tell him to get his ass straight yeah. out. I mean, uh, to be fair, I think everybody would have folded. Yeah. Because the person I was with was just like, well, they're going to call. 
Yeah. And yeah. I said, don't answer it. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to answer you, yeah. moron. Yeah. This yeah. is a lose-lose for both of us. Yeah. yeah. I know you're going to die. I don't want to yeah. die too. I, yeah. I'm in good standing. Yeah. They like me so far. So that's our hope. Our hope is that she comes back yep. unscathed, that she yep. took a little bit of a sabbatical. Made a couple bad decisions that actually didn't turn yeah. out horrible for her. It's hard being a teen in 2022. A lot it of is. social pressures and yep. she just needed to go off grid. That's what we hope. That's what we hope. I mean, listen, and thoughts and prayers for this family and her, seriously. And the community is so small up there. It is so small. Is she actually from the lake? I mean- Yeah, from Truckee. Is she from Truckee? Oh. You played that school in sports, Truckee. Mm -hmm. They're awful. They're horrible human beings. (laughs) But that was 20 years ago. That was 20 years ago. They've all changed since then. It is, even if they're horrible human beings with sports- it is a small school. It was just their boys were horrible. I'm their sure their were girls horrible. were The girls fantastic. were lovely. Yeah. The girls were lovely. The boys were pretty avid competitors, I yeah. would say. And huge. And all on huge. steroids. Huge. Yeah, huge. Yeah. Which for, their, their football team was yeah. crazy. Yeah. They're not like farm boys. They're, no. They're lake boys. They're lake boys. I mean, lake boys that ski? Rampant steroids. <laughs> Rampant. <laughs> if anything, she was trying to get away from all the toxic masculinity exactly. up there. Exactly. That's it, for sure. So we will keep you up to date as we are all kept up to date and we will all cross our fingers and hope the best possible things for the Rodney family and for Kylie to get home safe. We do. That's going to do it for this Thursday episode of the Deb and Kev podcast. Remember to like, rate, and review wherever you listen to this podcast and you can follow us on all of our social channels at Deb and Kev pod. Mom, the office looks great. Thank you, baby. I enjoyed it. It was during a phone call. I need to remind myself that that's very easy to do. I can't wait for you to keep it like this for forever. I will. I love you to death. Love you, baby. We'll see you guys on Monday. Thank you for listening to the Deb and Kev podcast. Remember to like and subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. Follow Deb and Kev on Facebook and on Instagram and Twitter at Deb and Kev pod.